Welcome back, guys. It is 2.50 a.m. on Easter Standard Time. I got my brother from, like, almost elementary school. Uh, like, crazy, crazy shit. He's in Texas right now. Um, brother, like, just introduce yourself. I can't even... It's just too big. Too big. Uh... Well, first off, I got a couple different names growing up, as you know. Yeah, absolutely, uh, but I love it. I love it. <laughs> first name's Brendan, but they called me Beaver. Uh, I grew up in the same neighborhood as Tony, the same kids, same time. Uh, yeah. That's pretty much just to that. All right, so so me and him grew up together, as he said, and I loved it because we grew up very, very backwards, kind of redneck. But at the same time, we grew up in the right hands, the right mindset, and we all had different different nicknames, and that's how we knew each other. You know, most people know him as Beaver, but I'll tell you what, this dude is the hardest working motherfucker I could ever put out there. I mean, he has such a great life right now. He moved out of state out of New York, which was probably Second Amendment one of the best things. So, uh, Beaver, if you don't mind me calling that. Uh, whereabouts are you now, man? What state? You don't have to say your city or anything, but... I'm, I'm in Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Fucking amen, bro. That's one of the biggest fucking... Texas, I swear, is like a whole nother country. I have a bunch of friends from down in Texas. And how's life down there, man? It's, it's hot. It's good. There's a lot of people, a lot of opportunity. Uh, it's definitely different than Albany, New York. Absolutely. Um, absolutely, for sure. A little bit faster paced in some areas. Uh, really? I've seen really? other parts. Yeah. Because yeah. I've heard like down south is a little bit slower paced than most. And that was, yeah, that was, that was what I was under the same impression. But uh, the city of Houston is not like that. That's awesome, though. Other area. Yeah. Good money, though, right? Like, working, doing good things. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, yes. There's definitely money to be made out of here. Yeah. yeah. Good down shit. Down here. Oil so, fields. But, oil uh, fields, I, I heard, are friend. huge down there. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I actually had a, uh, a guy in my uh, platoon when I was in the Army who was in down from Texas, and he was all about the... Uh, the oil fields and he was like that's where the money is at like you have your your fields you have everything like that but the main thing is the oil fields that is where the money is so it's good to hear that at least you guys got good economics down there and the good money and all that yep oh the the video kind of cracked off a little bit hang on a little bit maybe Maybe not. All right. So Facebook is trying to reconnect. Facebook is trying to reconnect real quick. Oh. All right. Let me try to redo this. I'm sorry for my listeners here. It's it's trying to reconnect. You guys know how that shit goes. So, Beaver is down in Texas. He's working. He's doing great shit. We all grew up together. It, it's that that military mindset that that could help everybody out, and we don't get that nowadays. And it's sad. It's really, really sad because we need to have that. So we're trying to get him back on, and technology as well as most things uh, mess up but hey we're trying to do this so if anybody wants to add in we are at triggered 1775.biz we are on Etsy if you search us triggered 1775 and uh, you know definitely check us out we need to have some feedback because you know, we have good followers, very, very uh, good following. Thank you very much for all of the followings. 
out of many countries, South Africa, Canada, uh, Northern Ireland. We have amazing followers. I'm very proud of all of you. So thank you very much for following us. We do appreciate it. Um, we are going to try to be doing two podcasts, at least two podcasts every single week. If not, if you don't hear Zach, we're still here. So we'll still do our thing and we will definitely bring you good content and bring it to you real. All right. So we have back with my boy Beaver. All right. Are you here, man? Yeah, I can, I can hear you and I can see you. All right. A little bit of contact. Oh, I'll try to. Oh, I am horrible with the, uh, the Facebook here. All right, I'm I'm trying to get back to technology. Oh, there we go. All right. So technology-wise, as you guys know, on the radio show we have, I am horrible at. So I am not the one to do lives or anything like that. So if you want Beaver, let um let him know kind of like our history and sense of like how we grew up in the mid '90s, how 9/11 hit us, and how we all kind of grew apart. Because we were all very, very tight in the BMX world. And then we just all kind of grew apart because of, you know, life happens. I mean, after 9-11, I think we all grew up. I mean, we we're all probably like 15, 16 or more. And how we all kind of separated. Yeah, I'd like to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Absolutely. I can remember the day, speaking of 9-11, very vividly as I was in homeroom class after the uh, national anthem. Same I remember here, coming on live on TV. Uh, hit me very hard. I know I immediately stood up out of my seat with anger and rage, knowing that our country had been attacked. And then immediately at that point, I knew if there was something I could do to help or get after anyone or anyone that was responsible for that terrorist attack. Uh, I know a lot of us felt that way we were all there in school yeah. with people crying and screaming because they had family down there yeah. in New York City at the time it was happening. Which, I gotta say, um, which was pretty crazy because, like, you think about Gilead in New York is more or less up up north, I guess they say. Um, I guess in New York, they call it upstate, but we had so many kids in our class that were from, in theory, down the city but we had the power authority right around the corner from us that worked for us and many New York employees that were really huge powerhouse kind of people who really took care of our financials and the power, uh, water, you know, major things that made our state tick, I so to speak, and agreed. I remember seeing so many kids running through the halls, bro, just crying like, are, are my parents okay? And I remember this one girl, and I'm not going to put her name out, knew her parents were in the towers that day. Um, luckily, yeah. she survived. You know, she's married. She has a good family and all that. And I remember just thinking, like, damn, I couldn't imagine being in school knowing I lost both my parents over yeah. some stupid shit. And, and it was. It was the, the emotions... The tension, it, it was just that feeling walking in the halls that yep. you just couldn't, it's hard to explain unless you were from, I guess, our area, like that feeling you felt, you know, all over. I remember being in focus class, you know, we had a special program called Focus and we we're watching on TV and I remember me and my, one of my good friends, Jeremy Gordon, and I'll blast his name out there, uh, watching the TV thinking it was a movie, like this shit's not real. Like, it's not not a real thing. And watching it and knowing, oh, damn, this is real. Like, they're actually attacking us. And the somber feeling, the the emotions behind it, it's just, it was crazy, man. Yes. Yeah. You you described the feeling of that day very, very well. It was just crazy. I mean, how did you feel with that? I mean, it was just watching it. Because I remember the whole school just... Because if you guys don't know, me me and him went to high school together and middle school. But it was just one of those things that, like, the emotions behind 
what we felt. I mean, I remember they put it out there on the PA, and yeah. it wasn't even like, hey guys, you know, oh, after school's canceled. It was just that somber feeling when they played it out there. You know, can, can you explain that a little bit, man? Yeah, it was just, especially for our generation, it was the first real threat to America. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. For, for us growing up, that was our, our uh, wake-up call, you know, yeah. and knowing that people got to stand up and defend this country and, and these things can and will happen. And for me that day, it was just almost disbelief with a very saddened heart, you know? I, I, I was, I remember thinking in my head almost like, how can I get down there? I just had an overwhelming urge to help because I was so, I don't know, I guess shocked is a good word to say. I was just yes. utterly shocked that yeah. something like that could I think that's the best so way to explain it, it was well, just well. a shock. Just, just that overwhelming shock. And it didn't matter what religion you were, what background you were, no matter what, matter, like, you were an, an American citizen. I remember walking through yeah. the halls a week after that and just seeing all these American flags. And it was just so, yeah. it, it was disheartening and it was so strong, but at the same time, it was just that for, for I'd say for our grade, it was that call to serve. And I'd say 90% of us signed up almost instantly. Um, we lost a lot of good friends, I'd say, overseas. Um, yeah. And a lot of them came back over. And, uh, you know, we lost them as well because of 22 a day. A lot of them did survive as well. And I'm very proud to say that. I'm not going to put any names out, but I'm very happy for the ones who survived and are still here. And to this day, I will still say, if you need anything, anything, we're always a call away. I mean, it didn't matter when we were kids, all the bullshit, all the fun. I mean, I gotta say, B, me and you, we, we always had fun. You know what I mean? We Twitch Fest, and I'll throw that out there. We had crazy parties, we had good times, we had our fun, but... You know, it doesn't matter if it was like 20 years ago to today, you know, I mean, you haven't connected since one, probably about 15 years ago. Yeah, it's been a long time. I think I remember I was cutting a tree in your neighborhood one day and I remember seeing you and your dad out there on the cul-de-sac there. Yep. Yep. But it's just one of those things that's like brotherhood is brotherhood. And we, we all went through that generational thing, just like Vietnam. And I hate yes. comparing it to that, but it's very similar. But we have brothers and sisters. You know, I saw Jukes, and I'll just put his name out there like that. Jukes out here in Cobleskill, and I and you can't you can't even be like look at him and try to walk away. Like if I saw you at Walmart, you'd be like, all right, cool, whatever, walk away. Like we might miss each other. Yeah. Jukes, you cannot miss him. And I was like, bro, Jukes. <laughs> And he's like, yeah. and, you know, he called me out by first name and he's like, damn, like, how you doing, bro? I was like, how's your friend? And his kids are twice as tall as I am, of course, because I'm a yeah. little shorty motherfucker. Yeah. But it was just like one of those things that's like with everything that happened in that generation, that time era, we and we lost yeah. so many good people at that time um, that did not. Oh, and and so just in Gilliland. I'll say it. Justin Gillen yeah. in New York, from where we grew up, from not only drug use, craziness, military, it just, we lost so many good people that, you know, we need to, I, and I am all about bringing up mental illness and forefront okay. because, you know, until you truly, truly say, I am suffering from this, you can't get over it. And I know myself. I struggled with that for a long time. I didn't get my, like I showed you before, and I don't know if we have this on camera, which I probably will show again. Um, I didn't get my tagged, uh, you know, 10th Mountain patch till I could accept it. You know, there's certain things that, you know, well, my boy, and I'll throw him out there, Kronk, Jay Kronk, 
This dude's been a year and a half sober. I give that dude so much credit because where we came from, I mean, it was all about hardcore partying, numbing that pain because it was that generation where how do you numb the pain? You just cover it up. Alcohol, drugs, whatever. And whether it was military or just the lifestyle we live, we went through a generation of partying where we lost so many friends because of depression, mental illness, and I could rattle off names and names and names just like you could, brother. And I am so glad you're here. And I'm so glad we could talk tonight because that's what matters. And, and, and you're 100% correct on that, man. Uh, I think about this. Obviously, you know, I recovered from from being an addict as well. Uh, I've been through a lot of pain in that. Uh, Likewise. Because I couldn't join the military and be with a lot of you guys overseas where I think I should have been, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I deal with that as well. But drug use uh, and mental illness has taken a lot of us a lot of us out yeah and I've been struggling with my own mental illness is due to uh, an accident I've seen at work which caused some trauma I've been trying to work through and that's um, the thing too man they say PTSD is only you know military first responders no that shit goes across the world I mean and you know, you I wanna say it was almost the same time where where you left Gilda at the same time where we saw so it was different sides, but um and we're about sixty minutes in, so we still have plenty of time where that new kid, you know, cutting trees, grabbed the tree, jumped into the hopper. I arrived on scene as a fire department and EMS, um, just seeing the left leg twitching. And and I'm gonna be honest. But as tree cutters as you guys are, and those hardcore, hardcore guys, you know, you guys were right there, right when that shit happened. And, you know, I mean, it's hard. And they don't give you guys enough credit as well. I mean, they're now showing tow truck drivers and stuff like that, but tree cutters and things like that, they just... You guys see so much and you don't get enough recognition. I truly believe that. Yeah, for me, uh, you know, it, it is a dangerous industry, and it was a traumatic event I, ex- I experienced. Uh, you know, I seen the aftermath. You know, there were some gruesome details that I'd rather, right. you know, I could, could get into, but it was, you can imagine. Absolutely, brother. Bloody. Yeah. Uh, of internal struggle with me feeling responsible you know because I should have trained him and been as the seasoned person on the job I kept him away from being in a situation like that because I know how quick it can happen in, in that particular instance working with that piece of machinery yeah um, but that just ties back to mental illness and, and how serious it is and, and it does need to be addressed whether it's trauma caused from overseas and war, trauma caused from, uh, you know, being a firefighter or EMT. For example, that's why I joined the volunteer fire department uh, in Plannersville, Texas for a while. And awesome, that was man. my way of being of service to the community. Um, I've relocated and awesome. struggling with their issues at the time, at this time. But, uh, you know... Absolutely. Well, listen, bro, you know, anytime, anytime you need anything, shoot me a text. I mean, I'm only text away, call away. Um, I definitely understand the struggles we've both been through. Um, and I don't want to dig up too much because I don't want to bring up any PTSD shit. But I mean, a, a lot of struggles we went through for a generation from kid time to where we are now. We're very fortunate. We're both still alive. And yes. I feel very blessed, truly, from, and I know we both have, you know, different religious beliefs, but mm-hmm. our God slash gods have protected us and brought us mm-hmm. to this point in our lives to mm-hmm. bring us together. And that's what matters to me. I don't care mm-hmm. what names, you know, you can say, for instance, and I'll just throw it out there since since it's fucking three o'clock at night, you know what I mean? Uh, on our end. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, my god, <laughs> my god is Odin, Freya, Thor. Yeah. You know, I practice Odinism. I, I didn't go to prison, so I don't want listeners to think that I was oh all locked up, all SS and all that. Yeah, I got the tattoos, but it's it's different life. Um, you know, and I love how you turn to your God, and I am so proud of you, man, because how many of us in our group, I'll say our group, um, and again, I'm not going to mention names because I want to blast anybody, but how many people in our group have turned towards the bad side, and we're still alive, we're still doing great things, and we empower each other. And we could have fallen yes. to the to the wayside, you know. Yep. And yep. Down very easy. Things. Too easy. I know in my situation, I lived uh, a day to day struggling from going in that what you call the wayside or the wrong direction or the thought or, or whatever pattern may lead us back to old behaviors of self isolation and everything else that goes along with depression and anxiety and drug addiction and. And, and the thought of how many people and good friends our generation and that particular community have lost. I mean, it's, like you said, the names could go on and on. And it's on. a list. It really is. You know? And, and it's, it's so amazing and so powerful to see the ones who, like us, live on and give that motivational power. And again, we could go lists on and on and on. But we live for them. But at the same time, we live for our families. And that's what matters at the end of the day. When you go to sleep, like right now, I know my wife is asleep in the room. She busted her ass for the last two days, 20 hours a day, doing her thing. Mm -hmm. And I know as soon as I walk into the room, I'm going to get some shit. But you know what? I love it because I'd rather get some shit and get a little feedback than having an empty bed you know from our talented teenagers that we lost as friends i'm okay with getting some feedback and getting some bullshit you know and i'd rather have my daughters fucking yell at me and say some oh you didn't text at 10 a.m you text at 11 all right i'll take the heat because i'm here yeah you know yeah um you know, I have about eight minutes left, so, and again, I don't want to go down too many names, but, you know, let's, let's just throw it out there, because since we're here now, and I don't want to go down too many deep holes, because I don't want to bring yeah. any bad shit up, but Alex, I, I, Alex, I mean, we just know him as Alex, um, X Games fucking certified gold medalist, fucking hopped on a motorcycle one day just to ride like we all did didn't think about it in a parking lot in a parking lot revved up a little too high hit a track trailer died three months later his daughter was born named sasha alexandra looks just like him you know and i I remember seeing my daughter play with his daughter and it's just like damn you know ashley holmes one of the best DJs I know, you know, and I remember partying in the same club she did, and I was out there in uh, Albany one day, and we were DJing, and I started playing a, a drum and bass mix, and I remember this one girl, Layla, phenomenal DJ, I'm not gonna blast her last name out, looked at me and was like, you know, Ashley, like just playing that one song, she's like, you know, actually, I was like, I knew her since middle school. And it was just one of those things that's like, you're playing it in her memory. Why are you playing this song? And I was like, because I got love for her. Like, I knew her, you know, uh, and I hate saying it, and I'll, I'll throw his name out there, Louis Greco, you know, 18 yes, years old. Yes. Fucking I worked with him. Badass dude. Fucking happiest guy you could ever know. Like a Robin Williams kind of guy. You know, yeah. his his yeah. parents found him. Um, you know, it's always the ones that you don't realize are the saddest that you gotta look out for. And I always say on our podcast, yeah. look look to your neighbor. You know, it might be the old guy eating canned cat food. Talk to him. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. it, it's the yes. fucking 
Exactly. It's the ones who are the happiest that are just. Yeah, man. Say it. Say it, brother. You never know how someone's day might be going. It might save their life, whether it be from depression or anything, drug use. You might be able to bring someone back out of that and, and want to recover. I got to mention the name of a good, good friend of mine, Joey Knights. Oh, God Joey. That's his heart. Yes, yes. Too many friends. Uh, he, left, he left behind a daughter, and, you know, I. Joey's good. I, you know, I got friends with yeah. I remember I going up there. Yeah. I have um, a daughter out there too. I don't talk to due to my disease and what I battle with. And, you know, yeah. we all uh, up and come a long ways, and it is a blessing to be here and stick together and encourage each other and love each other, man. We all grew up together, man. Absolutely. I know you will talk to your daughter again because you are a good person. Listen, I fight with my ex a lot of times. I got her. I got my one daughter. Now I, I saw her today. It was an amazing visit, almost two and a half hours. My oldest one, she's still fighting with it because of the choices I made. I can't hate or fight against the choices I made. It's just what you made. But I know at one time, at one day, the kids we have will see us. In the choices we make in sense of yes we messed up but at the same time we made bare choices so yes, keep your head so strong tough. brother because especially especially I feel it's with the military we go to fight off you know they all they see is daddy leaving they don't understand the reasonings behind it and I couldn't even imagine my parents leaving me in that sense but it's it's so hard yeah. It's so hard, but at the same time, when we come back, that's the time where we can regroup. And I know, bro, like from the bottom of my heart, you have such a great heart. You have such a great soul, you know. And again, we we were we've been friends since little kids, but we also had like different friends. But at the same time, we had the same yeah. friends. Like we had, it was weird. Like our groups were weird as kids, but we always got along, and we always respected each other. So I know being a good person, you got this, man. You know what I mean? And your kids will come along. And I got great faith in you. So don't you don't you struggle. And anytime you need anything, and, and I mean this, whether it's online, offline, I don't care. You always call me, always text me. You know, I'm only a text away because you have a bigger family than just trigger just me. You know, there's someone always out there for you. And you know how it is with addictions and struggles, just like I do. Because it, it's it's tough. It's hard. You know, um, like I said, our friend Jay, he's been almost, what, three, four months straight on nothing. And he was one of our best partiers. Like, we, he was the go-to guy. And I'm so proud because he's getting connected with his kids. So don't ever think, like, you know... It's it's just a text away, man. I know how that's I appreciate it. It's a brotherhood, you know, and it's across the country. No matter where you go, I got actually, and we'll talk offline because we only got about a minute left. Um, we'll talk offline. All right. But uh, I got some good connections for you, man, that you will truly, truly love and endure. But okay. Um, if you want to give any shout outs, we got about a minute left. So do your shout outs, man. Do it up. Play I'm it just up. Like, uh, shout out to my daughter, Cheyenne Rose. I hope one day to see you again. I love you and miss you and I always will. All right, brother. And she's out here in New York. Uh, I'm oh. not hundred percent sure either New York or Pennsylvania. All right. I will make sure that shit gets to her. I promise you that, bro. I have networks everywhere. I'll make sure she hears that. Because uh, my OSR is shining too. So, you know, that shit touches home. So, all right. As everyone knows, uh, special guest, my boy Beaver. Guys, love you guys so much. Stay triggered. Do your thing.
Welcome back, guys. It is almost midnight now. Actually, I lie. It's 1.15 in the morning, August 29th. I got my boy right here coming off of us for Hood, Texas. Let's go. My boy, we start from basic training, AIT, and all the way through. So, my boy Thomas, hopping on with us. Thank you very much. So much. I truly mean this. So much support and appreciation. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me again. I really appreciate it, bro. Absolutely. Se- secondary coming on. You know, now now he's a veteran. Now I'm calling him veteran on the podcast. I mean, yeah, yeah. so so let's just go into it. Let's go into the, uh, the Q&A. Okay. So I'm not going to... I'm not I'm not going into the politics of it, although I could, but I'm not going into it. What do you think about us pulling out of Afghanistan, man? Uh, I have I know. I know that. it's 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 hard to jump into it. Um I truly believe that um we shouldn't have pulled out. I think that um the way that Biden has done everything is you know, ridiculous. Um facts. Fact. We we've we've put trillions of dollars into um you know building this fighting force in Afghanistan and yes. you know these Afghani troops don't even want to fight for themselves and now we've lost what fifteen troops? Oh bro, so much more too. I mean I that's me. that's what they that's what they promote on the news news and the to the local media and all that um which is amazing i mean i'm glad they're actually getting support for that but yeah i mean i mean how many have we lost i mean what we what we were trained you know back in the day i'll say you know you leave a hot zone you burn your equipment you burn your resources you know so on and so forth or if you have an investment exactly millions of dollars you don't just pull out and leave everything there Exactly. It's, exactly. Biden is. Forgive me for saying this. For all it's okay. Out there, he is a fucking retard. Thanks. Thank <laughs> you. Luckily, you know, I'm out now. I can say why I need to. Free spirited. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, we have so many troops who can't speak their mind. But yeah. I'm going to speak their mind for them. Biden yeah. is that puppet master with for Harris. For Harris, yeah. exactly. One hundred percent for I, Harris. I totally one hundred percent agree with you on that, bro. And, and it kills me because we have lost already since he put that order out. So many troops, more than that, more. I mean, I, I'm just so discompopulated about yeah. this because it's it strikes me so much because. We of course in war you go lose troops. It's gonna happen. But just pulling out and, and they're jumping on our planes, they're fucking uh, we lost equipment. I mean one of the biggest one on one things we learned right from basic was do not leave equipment behind. You have flares for a reason, you have intel for a reason, you burn it all if you cannot bring it back to the America. Like it just kills me. It kills me. I, the way I see it is, is like, this is like the Gulf War all over again. What what happened in the 80s, in the 90s? Thank you. I, Thank you, brother. We, we completely supplied Iraq with... Tanks, everything. Guns, you know, rocket launchers, everything. Mm-hmm. And what they do, they turned around and fucking started a war with us. And now, look at the fucking Taliban, look at ISIS. They're yep. killing our fucking troops with our own weapons. Basic one on one. Yeah. Too like, easy. It's, it's fucking ridiculous, man. Like, absolutely. Oh, man. Absolutely. And it kills me because it's just so simple. It's just the basics, the small stuff that doesn't yeah. need to happen, but it's happening. Uh, and as as much as the military, you know, like you know, says that it strives for accountability of its equipment. Like, it's ridiculous that... Clearly, they don't. No. 
it's not the military. I mean, it's not. It's not. I can't. I cannot blame the military. I can't blame any service in line with it. It's the higher ups because, as you know, bro. And our commander in chief is fucking senile, retarded, and fucking near death. Thank you. To freaking you know croak and kick off rocks. All I'm going to say is Trump 2024. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, you know what? If you get any flashback from it, any flashback, I'll tell you what. You have a home right here with me, man. You can bring your family right here because I'll tell you what. This shit is real. This shit is no joke. We lost too many friends back in the day for 9-11. We lost too many friends back in the day, 2001, for the Iraqi war when we first hit off that we lost too many friends for vietnam and world war ii and the pearl harbor you know what i mean we need to step up and fucking say our peace and if people are pissed off about because both me and you bro we know we've been there we've seen that shit the real shit is if you don't step up and fucking take your shit uh, and say like jail or prison if you don't step up and man up then they're going to try to take us over. And that's what's going to happen. And that's what's happening right now. We're pulling out. We're being the pussies. Yeah. And they're we, taking over. 20 years down the, down the drain, man. 20 years. Gone. Gone. It's, there's no point in pulling out. We need to mm-hmm. stand our ground. And we need to take back what's ours. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... My, I, so as most of you guys don't know, so we are right now in about 10 countries, 35 states, and yeah. we're, we're, we're across the world, you know, and I'm very proud of that. Now, I'm proud of my partner, Zach, who has done a lot of hard work as well. I'm not going to discontinue him by any means, but yeah. we're doing a private conversation. I got my tattoo on my left arm because I did not deploy. I, I will repeat that again. I did not deploy to Afghanistan because I blew my knee out. Two weeks, two weeks, 14 days before I was supposed to go to Afghanistan to Kandahar and Kabul. Let me clear that up. Kandahar, Kandahar and Kabul. I did not go because we were doing a basic physical run, AGR. Everything's good. Basic, basic PT. Nothing, yeah. nothing out of ordinary. I blew my knee out. Things happened, you know. And now, and now I'm here. They went overseas, and there was a lot, a lot of my friends and brothers and sisters who had not come back. Just like you, brother. Yeah. You know, uh, I've had, yeah, I've had specialist Lucas. You, you remember him from Basic. You know, yeah. I had drill sergeant lit, drill sergeant Bynum, you know, higher ups. I had, you know, first sergeant white on our, on our podcast. Yeah. And okay. we all deal with our own survival guilt to itself. Oh yeah. It took me over a year and a half just to get the Fort Drum 10th Mountain tattoo on me because I'm proud of it. But at the same time, it's that survivor guilt. Yeah. You know, and, and we don't touch on that. We don't we don't look at it as yes, we deployed, we did our shit. That's awesome shit. And I and I'm proud of for everyone who went overseas. But I feel of, like at the end of the day it's it's our job, man. That's what we have to do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We look at it as a job and then at the end of the day, and when we get out of the military and that's the hardest part is when we switch off the military to civilian life, like, we, right. And that's where I was stuck. I was stuck for a while. Yeah. You know, because all I knew was how to fuel planes and helicopters, reload yeah. ammo and make awesome water. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which was awesome. But it's hey, just that. Water dogs lead the way. Who? Water dogs lead the way. I'll tell you what. Uh. My service dog, once I get him, I'm in the works yeah. for that, is going to be a bulldog. Oh, really? Absolutely. Already in the prospects of it. Hey, man, I, I hope with this reclass that 
you know, I actually get a chance to, to deploy and go over there and, you know, support my brothers and sisters out there, man. Absolutely. I know you will, brother. I know you will. And you have such a good heart. Like, I will tell you what. I will tell the world. My brother right here, Brad. Like, I'll, I'll throw out the first name. You know, we, we don't do that. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Brad is the the best guy in the world. You know, I mean, we, we both have had our ups and downs. Been in, in the office of, like, real shit. Yeah. You know, hugged each other, cried to each other with our families, you know, yeah. back and hey, forth. Man, you helped me through a, a tough time in AIT, man. You helped me through it. Yep. And likewise. Yeah. And likewise. Yeah. And and oh. I'll tell you what. It's I truly mean this. It's the ones who you surround yourself with is the ones who will get yourself through the tough times. True. You I know. I've, I've shifted some of my faith, but at the same time, it's still the same thing, man. I mean, okay. you brotherhood is brotherhood. No yeah. one will experience it unless you've been through it. Yeah, no distance or anything can, can stop that brotherhood. Absolutely. Like we said tonight, and, and for my listeners, you know, we're only 11 minutes in. We have an hour, like 10, 10 15 minutes in. Yeah. You know, me and you both made our and where are you originally from? Uh, Houston, Texas. So my man's from originally from Houston, Texas. I come from a I'll quote unquote this Johnstown or I'd say upstate New York. And amazingly, right off the rip, we just hit each other like reception. Yeah. Reception, basic AIT, like it was an instant connection. Like brotherhood, no matter nobody what could break it, it was happening. Like it just, just like jail or prison. Like that's the best way I could explain it. That's the best way we could explain it because we had bunks, we had, you know, like the small, like little, the little fucking beds we had. You know what I mean? The the cots, man. And we still, and we still, okay, so, cause now I'm out. So I can, I, I can spill a little, a little contraband. We had caffeine, tobacco, we had dips. We had, me, me and my boy, I can't disclose his name cause he's still in. But like, we had whatever you need, contraband, cause we were outlaws. But at the same time, it was all about that brotherhood. Yeah. And now that we're force calm. It's like, oh no, that all that shit's good. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. damn, I just need a little shot of caffeine. I just need, you know, a little, a little drop, bro. Remember in uh, at the mini mall we had the PX, we would do like two or three bangs in a row. So like, yeah, exactly. So we we were depleted, depleted of caffeine. 100% super hydrated which which still to this day the best time of my life I was in yeah, super shape yes. yeah I was in super shape like airborne all the way and I did go to airborne and all that shit I'm not gonna say I did but like we went to the PX and they had bang energy drinks and that's 300 milligrams of straight caffeine yeah me and my brother bro how many how many did we do yeah, like two or three at a rip, and we came back and we were like fucking tweaking out, like we were on crack. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember all the all the shit we we would smuggle back into the barracks too. That shit was fun. Absolutely. <laughs> so I just talked to earlier tonight. I talked to Joe Sarnlet, and he was like, "It's a whole new army. Like they don't allow anything left." Like, they don't allow it, and it sucks, because that was the stuff that that kept us moving. Yeah. You know, we, ha- we had our tablet, which was amazing. Yeah. And I was very fortunate, because I could talk to my daughters. True. I mean, AIT wasn't OSET. It wasn't a hard, structured thing. But, like, what, what we went through, yes, letters were great. 
and handwritten letters were amazing, but we just seeing the face, you know, of our daughters, just seeing that a little bit meant so much. It, it was a good time. Trust me, I didn't even really get letters. They're basic and, you know, Same. just being able to, well, you know, me going through my situation at the time, it was it was kind of bittersweet, but, I mean, it was still nice to, to have that connection, you know? Absolutely. People's faces and stuff, so. Absolutely. And what, one thing I loved about basic is it stripped you from everything in the world. Oh, definitely. I mean... And it's funny because I, so me and my girl right now, my wife, we're watching 60 Days In on Netflix or Hulu. I forgot what it is, but it's like, they're really complaining about the small things that I'm watching. I'm like, this is basic training all over again. You have no connection to your family. All you can do is handwritten letters. You, you basically, I'm not going to say you signed up for your service. Uh-huh. But you you basically did a drug possession charge uh-huh. or worse. You're serving really? a felony and now you gotta serve your time. So you're at least 60, 60 to 90 days in at least a year felony oh charge. God. And if you think about we did uh, we did a good a good time, I'd say, uh-huh. with no connection in the military. Yeah. We had handwritten letters. Uh-huh. You know, we didn't have our phones. We didn't have our tablets. None of yeah. that shit. It was basic shit, man. Yeah. And nobody fucking, like, and that was just the way it was. But we had yeah. that connection. We had that they call it the pods on the show, but we are platoons. Yeah. You know, I was on the third floor, or I, I say I'm second not floor. Lie to you, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I did not get along with my platoon. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was the age difference. Same, it's same. I, I, joined, I, I just I butted heads with everybody in my platoon. Same, brother. Yeah, it was because we're about the same age, and. Mm-hmm. And a lot, of, I gotta say, fourth platoon, at least fourth platoon and second platoon. So there was yeah. a few that I hit off with because we were older heads, like we were yeah. old dogs. But yeah, most of my was, platoons we didn't hit off with. Yeah, right, because it was all young boys, man. They're, they got the testosterone going, and I'm trying to think they're gonna pull some gangster shit. Yep, yeah, it was all fucking, it was all, it was all gangster shit. Yeah, it really was. And that and that's what killed me. Same. Same. So I remember my very first okay, so on my floor where I was bunking at, it was the uh, second floor. It was second and fourth platoon. Yeah. Which which was good shit. I mean, I got along with most of my guys, but we had some real dudes who were trying to pull some like gangster shit. So I remember my very first shower it was cold as fuck. If anyone has ever done a military shower, like you can say, oh yeah, I take cold showers, this, that, and the other. No, no. Hey, t- tell him, brother. Tell him that shit. You, you, you could not imagine the cold that that came out of. That was like yeah. Arctic cold. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, that was some next level shit. So we fucking pulled up. I, you know, we're standing in line, bare ass naked, nothing like no humility, like dicks hanging out type shit. And you look yeah. back, like I remember my dude right behind me, and he slept on my bomb bunk. His name yeah. was Gene. I remember him. Yep, and, and I'll give him full credit. He had that horse stick, man. He was Haitian. <laughs> He was black as black here, that that horse stick, that big ass motherfucker. I'm looking around, I'm like, I'm Italian, I'm Irish, you know, yeah. and I'm not even trying to pull like prison shit. Cause before yeah. I went to the army, I got locked up, man. I know how that shit is. So I fucking, I fucking roll up in that cold shower. That shit shriveled up. I was like, 
fuck yeah, that's cold. Like, fuck you. I don't care what you fucking think of me. And he's yeah. like, you got a top bunk. I said, fuck yeah, because that's the hottest part. Like, yeah. when we went through basic, it was like a cold, cold. We went through November, December, January. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to take that shit with heat. Yes, I will. I will go to the top bunk. Then, yeah. the shit happened. <laughs> and so we did our own showers. So, so I'll give you about five minutes right now, real quick. When you guys did your showers on your side, because I remember me and you were on different, different like uh, not bunks, but like different towers. Yeah, we're like different bays. Yeah. Different bays. How did you guys do the showers? Because for us, it was all about race. Because for us, it was all about the bays. So, like, we pretty much all showered at the same time, which kind of sucked. But I mean, we had we had to do. Uh, wasn't really like racially driven. No. No, like everybody kind of did their own thing. We had a lot of people that were like. There were weirdos and like they would shower like with their like freaking underwear on and shit. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. But you know, for the most part you just go in and that was like the one time that like people were starting shit with people, which I thought was weird. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. Kind of just did our thing, did our hygiene and freaking got the fuck out. Didn't want to freaking sit there and you know draw too much attention to yourself while you're buck naked in the fucking tower. Yeah. <laughs> so like for us, it was weird. It was like I gotta say, like the weirdest thing was uh, it was very racial. I gotta say it was like it was racially divided. So we had like. The blacks went to the left side of the, the the showers, and the whites went to the right side. But like, if you're cool with everybody, it didn't matter. It was really weird about that. But then, like, for me at least, as soon as they saw my tattoos, they were like, "Oh, this dude's OG. Don't fuck with him. You know, let him do what he wants." But I still went with the whites because it was that old school side of me. Like, when I got locked up and shit, like, alright, this is why I go with. Yeah. So, it was just, it was a weird simplex. And, that's one thing that the military still can't okay. accept, is like, there's still that, that that gang mentality. That's still yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. It's there. But... I mean, you embrace it. You just go with it. Exactly. And, and that's one thing I love about the military, too, is, like, you got your Chicanos, right? So you yeah. got the, the Spanish side of it, but you learn the language. You learn the, the <laughs> culture, and they embrace you. You have the blacks who embrace you, same forth, and the whites who embrace you, and they teach you the redneck side of shit. Oh, so yeah. the military literally is the least, and as much as I can say, even though... There's still gangs in the military. They're the least most racial profile people in the world. Oh, definitely. Because at the end of the day, you're still green. And that's what I love. I could see a black dude walking down the road. I could see a tattoo on that dude on some, like, army shit or marine shit. And call him out, and he will give me a hug. And we know, we already know, I got your back, you got my back, so on and so forth. Exactly. And that's what kills me, okay, about what we were talking about right from the beginning, is that these guys are pulling out, and we already know this shit should not have already happened. We should have stayed there, because we, as as the old saying goes, you know, when the, when the mice go away, the cats will come out to play. Yeah, true that. You know, we lost too many brothers and sisters to this shit. And it shouldn't have happened. We cannot let, like I'll say again, we cannot let 
the past 20 years go down in waste like that. We cannot. Exactly, brother. Exactly. It's, it's so frustrating to me. It is to me too, man. Because I've had, again, too many friends. To... Oh, can you hear me, bro? I accidentally hit the little microphone button. I'm horrible with technology. So, we we can't have too many brothers or sisters get away with this because I've lost too many friends. I lost... So, I came out the fourth drum within two months. Yeah. I remember this girl. She was so amazing. So fucking smart. Like, she shouldn't even been enlisted. Yeah. But, she was doing the... Uh, the uh um what they call them god damn I can't remember them where you get written up oh uh counseling 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 yep she was doing straight up counselings just write ups for everyone she looks over at me she goes you're an asshole I don't like you I'm like oh god damn I just walked into this shit and she's like you'll be trouble like she just pointed me out and I was like alright but me and her became friends after about Two and a half, three weeks. She went back oh, yeah. home for holiday leave. Down uh-huh. in Atlanta. Uh, specialist major. Big props to her. Very, very smart. She was on the stoop with her family. You know, just enjoying life. Drive by. Boom, boom, boom. Eight months pregnant. Her and her baby died because of some gangster shit. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, it's like that, that wasteless time. Yeah. You know? Like, and I'm sure you got stories left in hand as well. You know, it's just that bullshit. You go home, you, you're you trying to be a better person, and they just fuck you up. Yeah. I mean, you know? You're sitting there serving your country, and you go, man, you die for something so so meaningless as a drug yeah. Just something so simple and easy, so yeah. to speak. You know, I mean, I remember me and you were talking about, you know, your stepfather without getting, you know, heavy anatopics and and yeah. super emotional. But, like, I remember me and you stepped to the side and just talked about that shit, man. And it yeah. just, it, it kills me because we have so many good service members who don't deserve the shit. But yet, the preppy little motherfuckers, and I'm gonna throw it out there, the preppy motherfuckers who... Don't even know what's about. Yeah. Don't even sign up or don't even try. No, I've had some good good officers. I've had some good officers, but the best yeah. officers I've had has served enlisted. Yeah. Hands down. Because they knew what it was about. Green to gold is the way to go. Absolutely. So we got about a minute and a half left, bro. Okay. And I got to say, I am so proud to have you back on here, man. You're doing your thing, you know, and... I appreciate appreciate every time you offer to let me come on, man. It's a pleasure and a privilege. Absolutely. Anytime. And you know what, man? Your family can come on anytime. The wife, the kids, all that. Because we really don't realize, as service members, how much it affects the wife and the kids. Because we go out, we do our job, you know, we do our fields... But just the small stuff, you know. So maybe tomorrow, because I'm I'm on that next level right now. We are gonna blow this podcast up. Like I said, we're in ten different countries. And I think every country who has hopped on here, all right. We have less than a minute left. We have ten different countries, thirty-five states, and the merchandise has gone through through the roof. I mean, we have T-shirts. Hats, hey man, stickers. Shout out, shout out to Triggers. You guys are doing great things. I'm proud of you. Absolutely. No, thank thank you, brother. For Hood, um, my man, Thomas. Listen, we have gone through some shit together on some real shit. And you are a brother that I will never, ever forget. And thank you so much, bro, for coming on. Hey, man. You're, you're my brother, too. Love you to death. And, you know, I, I hope for the best... For you in your future, man. Thank you, bro. I, I truly mean that. Uh, I was sending you a link, but you know we got ten seconds left. So on three, we're gonna say we're gonna say 
Stay triggered, Ray. One, two, three. Stay, Stay triggered. triggered.